In this bulletin, Minister for Social Services announces a number of investments for the communities of Central Australia. The father of a Noongar man who died in police custody says he is still looking for answers after the first day of the coronial inquest yesterday. And the US to impose travel bans on Israeli settlers involved in attacks in the West Bank. Minister for Social Services Amanda Rishworth has announced a number of investments for the communities of Central Australia. The first of these investments will be a $30 million package aimed at addressing the early indicators of family and domestic violence in partnership with the Central Australia Leadership Group. The federal government has also announced a $7.5 million package targeted at improving internet access for Central Australian residents. Minister Rishworth says the government will receive feedback from the Central Australian Leadership Group on what further support is needed. Uh, These programs will be community-led and the Central Australian Leadership Group will have that connection directly with community uh, and tell us as government what the programs are needed. Because, of course, Central Australia is not a a homogenous group of people. Uh, Every community and town is different. And so we want to make sure that our responses are community-led but they meet the needs of the local community. The father of a Noongar man who died in police custody on November 11 says he is still looking for more answers after the first day of a coronial inquest. Police say Geoffrey Winmar, 28, suffered a medical episode while being arrested in Melbourne's east and was taken to hospital where he later died. The inquest yesterday heard that he lost consciousness while being handcuffed. An ambulance was called, then cancelled, before being called a second time. Mr Winmar's father, Geoffrey Anderson, says he has many questions. Uh, we want answers. Um, um, some of the protocols that were broken um, by the police force. Um, there was the call-out ambulance calls and was cancelled. Well, um, Geoffrey was un- um, unconscious. Uh, this... A lot of those little things that um, maybe could have been prevented and Jeffrey could have been still here today with us. The US has announced it will impose travel bans on Israeli settlers involved in attacks in the West Bank. The US State Department has said it will impose travel bans on settlers implicated in violence against Palestinians in the occupied West Bank after the UN has said it had recorded 314 attacks on Palestinian people and property in the occupied territory. In a separate statement at a fundraising event in Boston, US President Joe Biden has echoed international calls for wider condemnation following accounts heard of sexual violence against women allegedly perpetrated by Hamas militants. The statements come at sensitive moments in the US-Israeli relations amid an intensification of an Israeli ground offensive in southern Gaza, with Hamas Health Ministry announcing the death toll in Gaza has surpassed 16,000 people since the start of the conflict. U.S. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller says a travel ban on settlers, which will not apply to dual U.S. Israeli citizens, will address this escalating violence in the West Bank. The United States will pursue visa restrictions against individuals involved in, in or meaningfully contributing to the undermining of peace, security or stability in the West Bank. This includes acts of violence against persons, 
or property, as well as undue restrictions on civilians' access to essential services and basic necessities. An Australian citizen trapped in Gaza has appealed to the Australian government for help. Mohammed al-Shawa has been living in Gaza City since 2015 and is now 15 minutes away from the Rafa crossing waiting for approval to evacuate. His six children and his wife, eight months pregnant, have been allowed to leave and are now in Cairo. Mr al-Shawa told SBS he does not know why his name is not listed on those who can leave Gaza. When we sleep at night, we are not expecting... Uh, to wake up uh, alive in the morning. So we are, expect- we are facing the death uh, on each minute. I expect uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs uh, to work harder and harder and to keep following uh, up uh, my case. Once I get uh, an information from them that my name is listed, I will go immediately. The Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade have told SBS the Foreign Minister continues to engage with her counterparts to assist Australians abroad. The federal government says a decision to modernise Australia Post, including the end of a requirement for five-day letter deliveries, is essential to the business's viability. The Albanese government will today announce plans to revamp the self-funded and publicly owned company, shifting its priorities to packages after recording a more than $200 million loss in the last financial year. Letters will be delivered to most Australians every second day, but parcels will still be dropped off daily, with half a billion parcels delivered to people in the last year. Communications Minister Michelle Rowland has told the ABC modernisation plans reflect the changing nature of deliveries in Australia. Currently, a uh, postie will go past just about every house uh, every day, uh, but Australians are only receiving on average about two letters a week. So this means that we have had an inefficient use and really an under-utilisation of those posties. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers says supermarkets will need to prove they are treating their customers fairly as they set up a face-to-face Senate inquiry into price gouging. Mr Chalmers says the inquiry, which was initiated by the Greens, has the full support of the federal government. The supermarkets have got a really important role to play here and we want to make sure that they're doing the right thing by their customers. Uh, We support the parliamentary inquiry. Uh, We're in favour of more transparency. Uh, If the supermarkets uh, have nothing to hide when it comes to their pricing, then they can explain that to the parliament. That's appropriate. It comes as Australia's major supermarket chains are facing accusations of greenwashing, misleading consumers and deceptive conduct regarding the potential harm of Australian salmon. A complaint has been filed by the Environmental Defence Office to the Australian Consumer and Competition Commission. A new study by Suicide Prevention Australia reveals the serious impact financial stress is having on the mental well-being of one key at-risk group. New data gathered by the organisation finds middle-aged workers on middle incomes are far more likely to experience debt distress compared to retirees on similar incomes. The study shows more than half of Australian workers on middle incomes reported elevated distress due to cost of living and personal debt in the December 2023 quarter compared to 42% this time last year. Suicide Prevention Australia CEO Neves Murray says these figures are cause for concern. Every generation has different pinch points. Uh, What we are seeing, however, is that the most productive in our community, that middle-aged group, um, many of whom will have mortgages, are the ones that are feeling the distress most. We've We've seen an increase 
threefold in distress levels over the last 12 months in that group specifically. So this is a very clear message that the most productive in our community are in fact those that are feeling the distress the most. Listeners seeking mental health support can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14, Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or 13 Yarn on 13 92 76. In football, the Matildas say they are prepared to risk conceding goals in their second clash with Canada today if it means nailing down a focus on increasing possession. The teams will play in Langford in British Columbia today for the second friendly in a week in their final international of 2023 after a 5-0 thrashing by the Canadians last weekend. Australia relied heavily on springing counter-attacks during their Golden Women's World Cup run, but coach Tony Gustafsson has said he wants to develop their build-up play ahead of February Olympic qualifiers against Uzbekistan. Gustafsson says he does not want the team to become predictable in its attack. The Bureau of Meteorology has issued a heatwave warning for large parts of the country by the end of the week. The heatwave has already began in New South Wales, developing in the west, moving towards central and eastern areas. Inland Australia is forecast to experience 40-degree heat for consecutive days. Residents are being urged to plan ahead to beat the heat, including finding a cool place to take shelter and checking in with family, friends and neighbours who may be more vulnerable in the high temperatures. And now for a look at today's weather. Broome, cloud clearing 36, Perth, sunny 30, Adelaide, partly cloudy 31, Melbourne, partly cloudy 22, Hobart, partly cloudy 21, Aubrey-Wodonga, sunny 33, Canberra, also sunny and 33, Wollongong, mostly sunny 24, Sydney, sunny 26, Newcastle, mostly sunny 27, Brisbane, cloud clearing 32, Townsville, sunny 33, Cairns, a shower or two, 33. Alice Springs, sunny, 42. Darwin, a shower or two, a possible storm, and 35. And the Torres Strait Islands, mostly sunny, 35. And that is NITV Radio News. 